Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. Catalina, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> <an> on <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I don't know why we're going for that now, but that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's because I had a Celsius. I'm drinking a Celsius now, Ooh. and I'm, like, really energized. Ooh, you're learning what coffee's like. <laughs> Ooh. Actually, oh, my God. Wait, I had an iced coffee this morning. I forgot about Oh, That's wow, why. you're jazzed. I'm tweaking. She's tweaking. I am having a spindrift, as usual, and Love. the bottom of a coffee and water, because... At the bottom of a coffee. Well, like, there's literally, like, a millimeter of coffee left. Mm -hmm. Yum. We both had a great experience over the weekend. It was Ivan's birthday. My birthday is actually... I'm going to be 36 when this podcast is out. That's (gasps) crazy. Wow. Thank you. For my 36th birthday, uh, me and 20 other people (laughs) went to Applebee's Times Square, the largest Applebee's in the nation. And in solidarity, Catalina went to an Applebee's in Ohio. And I feel like we had vastly different experiences. (laughs) You go first. I mean, all right. So uh, first of all, when was the last time you'd been to an Applebee's? I actually went in Florida with Ben's grandpa. Why? For lunch, because like his grandpa loves Applebee's. Oh, I feel like I remembered as a kid liking Applebee's, but I might have just liked the idea of it because I can't actually remember a time that I went to Applebee's. I think I might have gone at some point with my family or like my mom for lunch. Yeah, I would go like after soccer. Like it was it was a high school after sport thing, like during tournaments. We went to like with my friends, we would go to Chili's. Well, yeah, Chili's is superior. Let's just yeah. say that. And then I also would go um, to TGI. I've been to TGI Fridays both in the United States and in Spain. Mm. And it was fine in both countries. I went in Spain because I got coupons. And I'm always going to use a coupon. But um, so, yeah, I didn't really remember what was on the Applebee's menu. But I did look up the menu in advance. And the thing is that Applebee's has pivoted to like, low-cost beverageinos in recent years so they Mm -hmm. have the dollar ritas but none of that was happening it's monthly yeah nothing there were no special there were no well there was the tipsy cupid which i requested um which i had seen online which was like a tito's strawberry lemonade i that sounds delish immediately had a headache it was it immediately gave me a headache um yeah so we were in this applebee's the interior is very like 90s feeling um Mm -hmm. it was we had to wait for a table because i'm pretty sure it was under it was understaffed the staff was quite nice we i was there was some we ordered the combo appetizer which is like mozzarella sticks spinach and artichoke dip we got a lot of those buffalo all the tables buffalo chicken and um something else and everything quesadillas chicken oh quesadillas. the quesadillas yes yeah everything on it was i thought that the spinach and artichoke dip was bad it tasted like oh, gravy um <laughs> and then also we got blue cheese and ranch with our chicken strips and there was like a piece of unknown item in my blue cheese and i told them and they didn't even offer to like comp anything which i thought was i wasn't gonna like demand that but i feel like that's normally what happens when you have like weird foreign food in your food 
But Did you ever think that it was just a chunk of blue cheese it was, in your blue cheese? Dina, when I tell you that it looked like a piece of turkey that had been like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it just like fell in. I wasn't super mm, concerned like about it, but it was like pretty mm-hmm. nasty. And then that I ordered the gross. riblets. Yes. Why did you order the riblets? I ordered the riblets because I had seen online that they had unlimited riblets, uh, um, which they no longer were running that special. And no. I did not need unlimited riblets. I didn't even eat. Like, I ate, like I think that the thing in my blue cheese really just, like, it threw you. It threw me. I was grossed out. And my friend got the the cocktail that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, according to the menu, it's his favorite yes. cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also pretty bad. Ivan got a tipsy Cupid. My favorite thing was when two of the people that we were with who ordered cheeseburgers, which was like a safe option. Yeah. <laughs> the buns came and they were glistening. And they were like, why are these <laughs> buns glistening? And I look over and one of them is just like, he had, like, taken, like, a corner of his napkin and was just, like, dabbing the top of the bun. And I was like, just don't just don't worry about it. And then um, my friend got the macaroni and cheese with the honey chicken strips, which was mm-hmm. disgusting. Yes, my friend uh, rated that, who got it, a 5 out of 10. It was inedible. My friend said it was mm-hmm. a negative 17 out of 10. Ooh, and I even got the quesadilla burger, which was just foul also. Well, we had a very different experience. I pre-gamed Applebee's, so I was just, like, happy to show up. I also had called Applebee's five times to secure a reservation because I didn't want to show up with a group of 20 people and have to wait for a table. Mm -hmm. So I put a deposit down. I talked to the manager, and the manager told me when I get there, like, she wouldn't be there, but someone named Batman would be there. And I'm like, they're definitely trolling me. And they're like, call at six that day to make sure everything's good. So I call at six. I talk to Maria and I go, is Batman there? She's like, who? I'm Maria. Like when you get here, just find me. It's fine. Like your tables are set, whatever. So we get there. The tables are ready. It is in a private room that holds about 60. So we're not in a private room, but the theme is pretty much 9-11. So like the whole wall is just a memorial, like firefighters, 9-11 stuff. So I mean, we're in New York City, so why do you look so surprised? Was it like the Twin Towers burning? Catalina, no. Do you? (laughs) No, it was like uh, like firefighters smiling and I don't know. Okay, so it was 9-11. It wasn't just like Twin Towers themed and then it hadn't been updated. It was firefighters post 9-11. Were there any Twin Towers in sight? I have to look back at my photos we took, but I think perhaps there were. I don't know. I mean, that's a reason to visit the Applebee's Times Square to see the 9-11 room. Yeah. So we get there. And I am I really want to meet this Batman. I want to know if I'm being trolled or not. So all meal, I'm asking every waiter server that comes over, like, do you know where Batman? And they're like, yeah, like, he's here. But like, why do you want to see him? I'm like, I just got to see this guy exist. So at the end of the meal, Batman comes. And I just say to him, I say, I want to thank you. Everything's been so nice. He says, we're gonna give you guys free shots wow so we had like eight free tito it wasn't tito's it was just vodka in a cup basically and they were all disgusting but i felt like royalty really at the applebee's and uh, i did have the riblets and i liked the riblets i think because i was drunk i think if i had sober riblets no 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 i actually said that i was like you either need to be drunk or like on drugs to enjoy this experience Maybe, the burger, I think I could have eaten and been fine with. We mostly did apps at my table. 
Steph Raddick went to the bathroom and noticed that the changing table was down, noticed some people were doing drugs on the baby changing table. Also, while I was in the bathroom, I didn't see that, but security and the NYPD had to come to stop someone who refused to pay for their meal. So very Times Square. I'm a little curious about what the prices were like. This was why I was sending you pictures of the menu because I was like, this was a bad meal. I think if I had gotten a burger, it would have been fine. But I actually think Five Guys does a better burger and it's cheaper. So my meal was like medio, like mid-tier priced. How expensive? Like what was the upcharge of being in Times Square at Applebee's? Was it the same prices? I don't know. I don't know. We have to compare. We'll get back. But like how much was a cocktail? Oh, I have to get the receipt. It's in my purse. Yeah. Get the I receipt. Do you want me to get it? Yeah, okay, go get on. the receipt. First of all, it's a CVS receipt. It's yeah. the longest well, receipt ever. Yeah, that's what happens when you go out to eat with 21 people. Okay, so a shark bowl was $13.99. That is a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How much for yours? We didn't get a shark bowl, so next. Uh, the Hawaiian, we got, I got the Hawaiian Long Island iced tea, $13.99. Okay, so I think that it's like $4 more expensive. I think most of the drinks were $9. How much was your riblet platter? Uh, I want to say it was $14. Oh, no, our riblet platter was twenty six ninety nine. I would have flipped a table if I pet. Maybe your riblets were better then. Honestly, maybe your food was better. Your food potentially tasted better. I wanted because to tell it was you, more expensive. Well, if it was more expensive, you're paying for the Times Square of it all. But perhaps they have different like distributors of food. You know. <laughs> But I don't think that's true, but sure. I looked up, we spent some time, so after we finished our meal, we sat there and just like drank water for two hours because we wanted to hang out, but we were in a weird suburb and no one wanted to order more drinks because they were like Sutter Home and like Barefoot Moscato. <laughs> so we just sat there drinking waters and I read the Applebee's Wikipedia page and I learned a really interesting fact about what the original Applebee's name was. So... What do you think the original Applebee's name was? Be Apple. No, it was Applebee's RX for edibles and elixirs. <laughs> like a drugstore? They were doing some drugs in that Applebee's back in the day. It was opened in the 80s in Decatur, Georgia. Decatur. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, well, to bring it back to TikTok, yeah. I did, every year I go to a heinous chain restaurant for my birthday, I post a rating I make everyone rate their experience, the food. Um, so that's up on my TikTok. And um, the um, performance is very poor. <laughs> Doesn't have It was a little long, I will say. It was very long, but also because then a lot to say. I saw a guy posted a TikTok about doing something very similar at Chili's and he had like a whole song. Like it wasn't a song, but it was very well done. And I was like, hmm. Well, my Red Lobster one performed very well. So yeah. You never know. You never know what's going to hit. You never know. Well, that was 10 minutes of talking about <laughs> Applebee's, so let's move on to this is big TikTok news. I equate this with a couch guy, a West Ham Caleb, sorority Alabama Rush. Right now, the mecca of TikTok is Risa Tisa, who the fuck did I marry series. So I was introduced to this by a video by... Hi, Molly's. When you hear people talking about long-form content on TikTok, this is exactly what they mean. This angel of a woman has uploaded an entire, basically true crime series. It's 500 minutes. 
It's 50 parts, each is 10 minutes. I actually stopped to record this at 43, purely because I don't want it to end. I've laughed, I've cried. I feel like there, well, I haven't cried, but I've been, it's, it's heart-wrenching. The people in the comments, I feel like they're my brothers and sisters. We're all in this together. We're all in this for Risa Tisa. If you have anything to do, any chore, you wanna work out, you are at work and don't wanna be, put this on, I swear to God, the time will fly by. Okay, so this is a long form series that is doing really well. And if you're on that side of TikTok, I cannot stop getting that content anymore. I've watched part up to part three of the series. And basically this girl, Risa Tisa, married a pathological liar. And she has so many hours of content just telling us about it. Things evolve on TikTok now. Have you seen this, first of all, Catalina? No, I didn't know about this until you shared it with me today. I have not seen any of these videos. And apparently it's been, when were the first videos posted? Because it's a 50-part series. I think Valentine's Day. So very recently. I have, and I would consider myself someone who gets videos about, like, breakups. Like, I've been getting videos of this one girl who was like I was dating a guy for six months and I found out he had a girlfriend of three years and then I got the girlfriend of three years video being like I'm the girlfriend like I get mm. these videos so I'm kind of surprised I didn't get any of them but no well, you will you'll start now okay so then I, I get the funny ones right there's a video by the real loverly and it's pov you canceled your saturday night plans to binge watch a 50 part tiktok story time and it's just a visual of her eating ice cream and watching these videos. Part 37, who the fuck did I marry? So at this point in time, I have filed for divorce. And now we've evolved. So they found Legion. Legion is this man. So Risa Tisa doesn't name her ex, and but the TikTok sleuths found her. And now there's this controversy of whether they should have exposed this man or not because it's bringing up trauma for her. So there's a lot of backlash for the person who posted exposing this man and this video by brandy alley explains this video is for that no good hussy who exposed that lady's abuser why would you do that like granted when you tell a story on the internet you can't control how the internet reacts or acts to it but like you didn't have to do that like you went out your way to look for that man and post his face and his name on the internet with no regards to the safety of the woman telling the story. Like, you people cannot claim to be girls' girls or women empowerment if you do things like this. Like, this was the craziest cult chasing I've ever seen, if I've ever seen one. In terms of the backlash for exposing him, if she's naming him by name and putting it on the internet and spending this many hours, and then people are like, how dare you find him? I mean, I don't think it's... I personally would not make a video like this is the man because you could also falsely accuse someone and like right. dox a innocent person but if they wanted him to, if the woman who had made the video wanted it to remain anonymous she could have used a different name she did she oh. didn't say his name how That's did they the know his thing. name then so these internet sleuths found him how it was she didn't she used all fake names that's why people are so mad that the internet oh, okay yeah who he really yeah is. i understand so now. it's okay exactly okay although so now, yeah and then also like people are going online airing their dirty laundry and then people uncover it 
Like, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the danger of the internet. So there is an aspect of, like, if you are putting your things in a public forum, you no longer have control over those things that are in the public forum. Right. The internet's a crazy place. Yeah. So then it gets one step heightened because this guy Legion makes a statement. So this video by at Champ Bailey is talking about him making a statement. Just when I thought we was done with all of this and we was moving on, Legion and brought his big back ass on the internet and made a statement. I really thought we was gonna close this out and send our girl off to London and and get her good vacation and she could live the rest of her life in peace. But no, here come this big back ass man wanna make a statement talking about she's lying. The reason why uh, we broke up is because she treated on me with Bradley. Who is Bradley? He's still making stuff up, just delusional. We don't believe you. And I'm gonna try my hardest not to give this any more energy tonight. I'm done, I'm shutting it down. I need a personal life. But even further on, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna go about this. Am I gonna listen to his side? Am I gonna waste my time taking notes on his lies? I mean, if y'all want me to, I will, but I just, oh, I just don't know what to do. I'm gonna sleep on this one. I will see y'all tomorrow, but I just cannot. And this is also why baby girl should have never found him. Because if they would have never found him and exposed him, we wouldn't be looking at his big back ass right now. I mean, the chance would have been a lot lower. (sighs) So now there's two sides because this guy is saying that Risa Tease is a liar. Obviously, we know this guy. Oh, we don't know. But Risa Tease says this guy's a pathological liar. So everyone's like, don't believe him. And it's just the internet and TikTok videos at its finest. It's true crime. Is there with crime? audience participation. Is there crime? You know what? So I haven't listened to all 50 parts. I don't know. But it's, it's sort of like maybe there's not crime, but it's definitely an interesting story. I mean, anyone you're seeing telling these stories online, it's an unreliable narrator, right? Like people are – people believe – what's put out on TikTok in these story times. I'm not saying that this guy's not a... I haven't watched any of the videos. I'm just saying, like, you could make... This is kind of what we were talking about with the corporate Natalie backlash and the guy who made the video that was, like, a fake video. You can make a Mm -hmm. very convincing video, put it on TikTok, it goes viral, and then you have legions of people who are, like, going to bat for you about how you're the right one. So it's, like, this element of lack of media literacy that mm-hmm. we're seeing now leads to situations like this where you're like, who knows if it's right well, or wrong? But the thing I think in the first video we brought up, which was my introduction by at Hi Molly's, she's saying like she's going to the comments of all these and it's like she's in a community. She's with friends. Whether this Risa Tisa is explaining it correctly, this actually happened to her, like it's just a fun way for people to form a bond and community online because it is like watching a TV series. And now we have all these elements of things popping up and discovery. So it's basically, it's like this little game. It's reality TV, but the problem is there's no producers. So there's no one like controlling the narrative. And I think that's kind of dangerous, especially when you're dealing with real people because there's no protection. The producers are the people themselves. They're producing their themselves. So. Yeah, and there's no protection That's, whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So I I, th- I think it's kind of scary, honestly. 
like how out of hand it can get and how, as we've seen, wild people can get in terms of what they believe, what they see online. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're really taking a critical lens. I'm just saying there's no TC, Tisa. I'm just saying you have one narrator, right? So it's, well, now you have two and very convincing. Now you have hundreds. Because you have the narrator of the story. Right. I mean, are the internet sleuths finding evidence? Like, are they digging up receipts? Are they just finding the person? I have to dig in further. In terms of like, is there someone to corroborate the story? So according to Risa Tisa, she said her beginning disclaimer video says, I have a lot of friends and people that could corroborate this story. Okay. Whether you believe that or not. I mean, I it's know. not a trial, but it is kind of like these people are end up being put on. I don't know why I'm going to bat but, for this Legion yeah. guy. He probably sucks balls. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, exactly. like, you're but I'm just saying, you're I'm saying, I'm saying more the idea of it all is what I find troubling. I think you're this could be a very, lens. this could be a case where this woman is telling her real story, but this is yeah. like a dangerous forum for these types of stories to be told without any corroboration, any evidence. And, you know, like, I wonder, we kept talking last week about, like, legal precedent. I wonder if there's going to be any legal precedent for, like, libel or, like, slander cases that come out of TikTok with these types of story well, times. Well, she never names his name. It's right. just random person. So yeah. he could have basically said, like, this isn't me. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, why are you coming online? doubling down and Stop. coming out with Yeah, you're, like, making yeah. it worse by coming online. Stay anonymous. Because there, in exactly. fact, there is, that could, like, incriminate you further in terms of her story. Because, exactly. in fact, there is no proof that it's you until you confirm that it's you. He could have yeah. just stayed anonymous and people could stay, like, speculating. But there's no proof that it's actually him until it's been confirmed. And now he confirmed it. I agree with you, but I do think you're making this a lot less fun for everyone, including the viewers of this, because I do want to watch all 50 parts. Will I get through them? Probably not. But it is a fun little thing to see the comments and then see what comes up. It's a reality show. You're right. But let let us have fun with it, Catalina. Um, you know, but it's real people. I think it's troubling. But I think what I'm finding problematic is not the watching of it all, mm. which, you know, to an extent still could be. It is the interactions that then lead to meddling in the people's lives. Yes. So there's like a barrier, a barrier. I guess there isn't really a barrier of distance. But this is like one of the ethical dilemmas when it comes to reality television, where you're like messing with real people's lives. Shall we move on? <laughs> I love to ruin fun. Dina's mad because I ruined her fun time. I'm gonna watch it now, and I'm gonna be like, and I'm gonna be like, Legion's the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, what's been on your algorithm recently? I feel like you stole mine. Mine is what you what? put on yours. Yeah. The well, same it's on thing. Both of ours. It's on both then of fine. ours. Let's both talk about it. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> Beyonce, Beyonce Texas, Texas hold them dances. dances. <laughs> so i've been seeing obviously i'm very into the um new beyonce songs and people logically are coming up with line dances or tiktok dances that a lot of them are like line dance inspired or line dances in general for specifically texas hold'em 
So I had sent you one. I sent one that was like an Irish dancing, which was Mm -hmm. Gardiner Brothers. I also saw ones that were like, why is everyone doing this like very complicated, difficult dances? Like, let's just like do a line dance, which I think speaks to the ones that you pointed out. Okay, my, I, I have two creators. That I'm going to point out their dances. My first is DJ Khaled. <laughs> I did not see his dance. His dance? Like, I'm obsessed. He looks like he's having so much fun. And then it looks very simple. Like, I was watching, I thought, oh, I think I could do that dance because he's shuffling his feet a lot. But it's next level. I don't think mm-hmm. I could do it. I think it's very technically challenging. But um, I just love it. DJ Khaled's great. There's like a level of nonchalance with which people do line dancing that then when you or I try to do it, something that looks very simple (laughs) is immediately going to be like, no, it's not happening. That reminds me when we went to my favorite bar, White Horse in Austin, Mm -hmm. and people tried to grab us to line dance. It's not line dancing. It's two-stepping. Oh, two-stepping. I ended up stepping on a lot of people's feet. Yeah. Well, if you don't know (laughs) the steps, then... Well, at our wedding, Ivan and I tried to do, like, normal waltz dancing, or I don't know, normal dancing, and then mid-dance, maybe, like, a few beats in, we were like, this isn't happening, so we just started (laughs) (laughs) two-stepping. Your first dance was... It was great. It was very you and Ivan. Well, now I think we should make it our mission to learn a Beyonce line dance, but I'm kind of waiting for the music video to come out because I want her to tell us what line mm-hmm. dance she wants I us agree. doing. I was actually oh, thinking that reminds about this. Me. Oh, what? Oh, you go first. Oh, I was thinking about this in the car as I was driving and listening to this song. I was like, do you think that the video for Texas Hold'em, like the dance for Texas Hold'em has already been created? And, or do you think they're waiting to see what everyone does and then based on what everyone does are going to make a dance? I think she shot the music video already, but I think think there will be aliens to the social media when the music video comes out that she'll use other people's. But I was also thinking because you really want to be safe in terms of people accusing you of like stealing their dance. Oh yeah. And so it's wiser, I think, to already have the dance. You're so litigious. You're always <laughs> thinking about people suing. You know, you're always taking the critical stance. I'm just looking just at the angles. Fun over here. I'm looking at the angles. Okay, well, the last user who has the most amazing dances, her username is Smooth Jasmine. She's always dancing in slippers, like really fun slippers. Mm-hmm. And she posted a great Texas Hold'em dance. And then someone commented, ma'am. I'm white. Can you do a less complicated <laughs> dance, please? And then she did one, and the caption read, the salt and pepper version for my less seasoned <laughs> friends. And the dance has her, like, throwing, like, salt and pepper on her shoulders. And it's still a really good dance and simple, but something I, like, I don't think I could do. But it looks amazing. I think you could do it. I, it would take a lot of practice for me. Well, I have some additional items on my algorithm that we're highlighting today, which is there is a creator whose username is at Glutenberg Bible, who I was looking at the other day. She is a doctoral student in doing research in Andorra, which is the small country between France and Spain. It's like a city state, basically. And she had something called bookshelf bourbon. The time has come once more to fill up my bookshelf bourbon. This time I thought I would answer some frequently asked questions about the bookshelf bourbon barrel. 
One of the things people always ask when I post about refilling the bookshelf bourbon is for a story about why I have bookshelf bourbon. And there really is not a story. The story is simply that one day I was in a furniture store and I saw this little thing and I thought I could put bourbon in that and then put it on my bookshelf. And so I did. I can't point you towards where to get the exact barrel. It just was from a local shop. People will also often ask, isn't it impractical to have just a barrel of bourbon on your bookshelf like that surely cannot be the most efficient way to serve yourself bourbon and the answer to that is of course it's not practical but it's fun and i freaking like it sometimes i end up just bringing the barrel out to the kitchen in order to pour out a measure for a cocktail but most often i use the bourbon barrel when i am reading or writing in this room in the evening time and i want to top up my existing glass of a whiskey or whiskey based beverage she says remember to make impractical little choices in your home and in your life that will make you happier but the thing is i feel like that's all of my choices in my home and in my life (laughs) this is such a catalina video but it's also me too because Obviously, you know, at your wedding, you had the plastic shrimps, you had, you love the small hands, Mm -hmm. little things that make you happy. I have, you know, like little tchotchkes everywhere that make me happy too. Yeah. And that's why I love this video. Like a bookshelf bourbon, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think that one time when I was packing to like go away for a year my roommate at the time told me when she packs she always allows herself like one silly item and so I brought a stuffed animal that's great that was my silly item what was a stuffed animal of uh it's an angry bird it's my angry bird that I still I know your angry with. bird. Yeah. I use it as a neck pillow now it's getting really flat I'm gonna need a new like oh. circular neck pillow or it doesn't take have it to be to the an doll animal. hospital. I don't want to do that. Where's the doll hospital? <laughs> I don't know. Build a bear. Send it in All to right. someone who fixes dolls anyway. What well, is your impractical thing? Well, you're not a light packer. You're getting no. a lighter. You're getting to be a lighter packer, but you're not the most light of packers. What is your like impractical packing decision? Everything I pack is impractical. I'm just trying to think. I don't bring any tchotchkes with me on the road anymore. And I don't even bring my blankie mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. too afraid that it's going to be lost. Right. Oh, I don't bring a stuffed animal unless it was for the year that the I brought The year, it. yeah. Oh, so. yeah. I brought blankie when I studied abroad, for yeah, sure. I wouldn't bring two 35 and 36-year-old almost, <laughs> well, now, yes, women talking about their stuffed animals and blankets. Blankie. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, um, I will say when you came to visit me, you packed pretty light, but then you lost your driver's license and we searched for it in my home for like six hours and then we had to go to the bars and you had to use your global entry card. Oh yeah, and then I found it. It was somewhere like underneath my luggage somewhere. Yeah, Yeah. so packing light doesn't save you from losing Losing items. Shall we move on? Global entry card worked. And yes, we shall move on. We haven't done this segment in a while, Mm -hmm. shall we? Okay. Stitch! 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 Our stitch is by Maddie Hart, and my favorite version of it is by our user named Young Blur. What's a piece of trauma that you have? That's funny. It has to actually be The amount of times I have been sent that video, because people know this story, is insane. So back in July of 2022, I was visiting my now ex-best friend in Atlanta, 
and I was surprising my friend's band that was playing a show there that night. And we'd been queuing outside the venue for a few hours, and it was at the Masquerade, which if you know anything about Atlanta, you kind of know what I'm talking about. And it was like 90 degrees, middle of July, and I was dying. I was so hot. And I heard that there was this ice cream place up on the above ground section. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go try to find those two people that we just met. And I'm going to get some ice cream because I'm I'm dying. I'm, I'm very hot and gross and kind of sweaty. And I, Apple Maps gets me all turned around and I get really confused about where I'm going. And I end up in an alleyway and I'm walking, trying to figure out where this ice cream shop is. And I hear this like bike bell behind me. And the next thing I know, I am pinned up against this brick wall in this alleyway in between this bike and the wall. And I got nowhere to go. And this guy's asking me for money. I don't carry cash. And I especially don't carry cash in Atlanta. Okay, this is really long. So I'm not going to play the whole thing. This is hilarious. This in the end, At the end of the day, this person was held up and had to cash app someone. <laughs> and the person holding them up proceeded down. to was immediately but not only that used a hotspot because <laughs> the internet they were having trouble with the internet and then was immediately found because of the hotspot and because and of the, the cash, cash app. app at the end of the day cash app would only let me send forty dollars because it was a new account so he took forty dollars that I, he made me cash app to him whole time he's doing this he's, he's threatening me and you know yada 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 but I still got my ice cream, if you were wondering. And the funny thing is, is the Atlanta police are like, oh, yeah, this this person does this all the time. <laughs> also, like, if you're that person who's, like, robbing, wow, wow, that's very carceral, men- carceral mentality of you, Dina. Well, they're, they're holding in jail, and stealing money Oh, my God, there's them. other ways. There's other ways. Criminal rehabilitation. Okay, yes, but, I mean, they keep doing it. They need to, uh, something needs to be done. Okay, all right. Put him in jail, says Dina. (laughs) (laughs) My carceral friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. I was actually just talking to a friend about getting robbed in Latin America and, like, different styles of robbery. Like, the robbery where they just, like, they sort of trick you or the robbery where you get pickpocketed or the robbery where they go by on a motorcycle. And my friend was telling me that he was like in Brazil because he's from Brazil and he was, this is not Claudio, it's another Brazilian, but he was like, oh yeah, if they don't have a gun, I'm going to negotiate with them. (laughs) (laughs) That's ballsy. I like that. (laughs) But he was like, but actually if they have a knife, I'm kind of scared also. But he yeah, was like, course. yeah, people have tried to rob me. And I've been like, do you have a gun? And then they'd be like, well, and then he'd be like, so what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> it takes a very level-headed person to mm-hmm. deal with that. Wow. Yeah, perfect. Have you been robbed like that? Knock on wood, no, I haven't. But now that I'm thinking about it, if someone ever did, I would just start screeching, riblet. I don't think you know what you'll do until it happens (laughs) and then in the shock of the moment you act in like a very bizarre way yeah but do you think that if I started shouting riblet over and over again they would run away from me well they would probably already be running with your stuff oh I already already given them over my stuff Mm. oh oh you mean in the process when they're like give me your money and you're gonna go riblet well I was taught at a very young age that if I was ever held up, what you do 
is you throw what they want. Like you throw your wallet one way and you run the other way. That's the safest thing to do. If they're alone. Okay, Miss Critical. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been robbed or held up? I've been robbed once. I've been attempted raw. I've been attempted pickpocketed a few times, but I've like always seen them doing it. Mm. And then I've been next to a person who was robbed, like pickpocketed, not pickpocketed. Their backpack was stolen. Oh, jeez. I've been like witness to many people getting their shit stolen. Me personally, I was only robbed once and it was my cell phone was pulled out of my hand and I chased the person, which you probably shouldn't do, which you I'm saying like that. you don't know what's going on in the moment. Right. And he threw my phone at me. He threw it back at you? He threw it back at me. Where were you? I was in Spain. I think he thought that it was my wallet. And when he realized it was my wallet, he was like, I don't want this. You mean your phone? I think he thought my phone was my wallet. I know, but you said when he realized it, it was, was my your phone. wallet. Oh, yes. But yeah. <laughs> it was my Blackberry BBMing. That's I was funny. BBMing too much. That's why you shouldn't walk with your phone out like that. You really shouldn't. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on to New York City TikTok. There's a video by A Loss with Lucy. I need to talk about the drama that's been plaguing my neighborhood for the past month. The drama on the Upper East Side is basically the same as the drama that happens in any other suburb. It's just like a little bit more dramatic because people kind of have Upper East Side money. Basically, a dog went missing about a month ago and like that happens all the time. We live right next to Central Park so like people walk their dogs off the leash and then they run and then whatever. But for some reason, this specific missing dog has gotten so much attention on the neighborhood Facebook pages, and I don't know why. A couple days after the dog went missing, a bunch of people volunteered to, like, help print out and, like, distribute flyers around the neighborhood. And then a couple days later, they started a GoFundMe, and the GoFundMe goal was initially at, like, I don't know, maybe $5,000. The goal is now $17,000. So you might be thinking like, oh, why do they need $17,000 to find the dog? Well, the GoFundMe outlines the reasons. Um, Lost wages from the pet mother. Search costs for printing out the flyers and stuff. But also, she's hired a lost dog expert or something who's like supposed to be tracking the dog's location and looking for the dog, whatever. This person costs $300 a day and they've been working with her for about a month now. What? And then things get even crazier. So she shared the name of the guy who's doing the tracking for her and his method of finding the dogs is using his psychic abilities. I cannot believe this is the Upper East Side, so I can believe it. And now there's people fighting on Facebook whether it's acceptable to be like asking for money for this type of thing. And it's, it's really, I mean, this is very Upper East Side. If they're Upper East Side, wouldn't they be able to afford this? That's the other thing. That's like when celebrities post GoFundMes for their like kids' baseball teams, and no. they always get dragged because it's like, no, Read the room. you could afford to, yeah, yeah, no. You know, did they find it? What's the you resolution? Know, I haven't checked up on Rosie. I'll have to see. I am interested in learning a little bit about dog psychics. You are, yeah. It's like a dog whisperer. But, mm-hmm. but psychic? I mean, that's assuming a lot about dogs, that they, like, communicate in the same way as us. Yeah. I need to look into it more before I conform a judgment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an audio trend to share. Yes, yes. It's which a good one. In... Is it a good one? I don't know. Um, I like it. What do you mean, okay. is it a good one? 
I don't know if I like it or not. Well, we'll talk it out. Okay. Well, the video we're highlighting here is at Jade Herman. She's not the only or the first person, I think, to have done this. No, I saw other people doing this trend. The exact song is Fong's Thank You for Being a Friend. From the gold, it's the Golden Girls theme song. It's the Golden Girls. It's yeah, the Golden, it's the Golden Girls. Girls trend. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, they're using the Golden Girls theme song, and they're showing children that are. Maybe one, maybe two. Honestly, the girls, they're all little girls that I've seen so far. And they all have kind of long hair, which is why they're Mm -hmm. probably two. And they use, in this video that I saw, it was a Dyson hair wrap, they say. I think others, who knows how they're doing it, but they're giving their children these like golden girl hairstyles. And then they're just videotaping them walking around. And so they look like a little old granny, but it's a baby. And I find it funny. (laughs) It is funny. It is cute. But something about doing a two-year-old's hair is, I don't know why it's sort of like disturbing to me. It's like putting makeup, it's like pageantry, right? There's a level of toddlers and pageants, toddlers and tiaras that is unsettling to me. And I think that's what I'm reminded of when I see these. Wow, who's the critical one now? I feel like this is much less problematic than Yes, pageants. I agree. It totally is. I mean, I'm it's still, I you're, think... you're exploiting your children for views, which is like... Right, uh, right. But yeah. the visual in and of itself... It's cute. And this is why I'm talking about there's like the ecosystem around TikTok where all the problems happen. And then the videos themselves can ov- obviously also be problematic. But like going back to the, the Risa Tisa... The, the object in and of itself, the video in and of itself, is very entertaining, right? What I'm talking about is more like the exchange, the interchange, the exchange between the videos, what's really going on in the world, the audience reception, the audience inclusion in the video. So it's like a much, it's a much more complex product yes. than the video itself. So for you, the video itself of the child with the hair that is just fucking funny you could have Mm -hmm. a critical reading of that video alone but i think you're also taking issue with more the broader systems implied or like invoked in seeing those images yes i would say invoked because i'm reminded of toddlers and tiaras exactly i never watched toddlers and tiaras i didn't either but because to me it's not something that i was entertained by there's a little exploiting your children thing that it does it's not only exploiting your children but it's also exploiting your exploiting exploiting your children it's meta (laughs) oh geez yay i think we should end on that i think that was a perfect little bow to this episode oh wait so i actually have one thing i do want to end on which is a video that you sent me by at rihanna re oh this is so funny rihanna yeah is that how you spell rihanna or there's the spelling of it, Rihanna's house. And she's telling us why she has to stop playing Monopoly Go. Hi, my name is Rihanna and I'm addicted to Monopoly Go. My husband had to stand on business and make me delete the app because I was out here in the Facebook Monopoly Go groups 
begging for stickers um, till one o'clock in the morning when I'm supposed to do my law school work and when I'm supposed to be taking care of my family, all I'm doing is out here begging for stickers and trying to get more dice so I could continue to play and lose my dice within 10 minutes and then have to come back. So I'm not allowed to play anymore. So if you don't see me on it, that's why. Don't beat my towns up. I'm coming back. Sorry, Monopoly Go. Did you go into her comments? I did, and everyone was so supportive of her, and they're like, "We got you. Come to the Facebook. What do you? What do you?" Everyone what? was saying, "Use swag bucks." Oh well, that too. But everyone was also saying, "Like, oh, I'm gonna trade stickers for you. Like, add me on Facebook. I got you, girl." But also, if you already have Monopoly Go, you can't get the swag bucks. It's only if you're a new user. Okay, we won't get into this again. And apologies to Ashley, friend of the pod, for Chris. bringing this No, up. but I have to say something about Monopoly Go. I'm now at level 72, and supposedly oh I was supposed to get $35 because I passed level 71, and I still haven't gotten the notification from Swagbucks. I will email them. It takes them a long time. It's processing, I'm telling you. And then additionally, um, I have three days to make it to the last level. I'm not going to make it. So now... Mm-hmm. In three days, I'm no longer playing Monopoly Go because I'm not going to make money it. anymore. I think you're gonna, I'm not going to make money anymore. Um, no, I have a new game. It's called Empires. Oh. Okay. It's we really hard. And <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll talk about that offline. Great. All right. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. See you next week. Bye.